0: Hello again, football fans. It's playoff time in the San Antonio area. This is Friday Night Football Replay, a Ken's 5 podcast all about high school football in the San Antonio area. I'm Cameron Songer. Joining me today, Evan Klosky. Evan, thanks for coming by again.
1: What up? I appreciate it, by the way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the last week of the regular season is done, Evan. The playoff pairings are set. And this is when the real season begins. Let's talk about how we got there though, because there were some great games in week 11. And it starts with uh, really the marquee matchup, a district championship game in 26-6A. Undefeated Judson, one loss Clemens. They're both unbeaten in district. This was a great game and maybe a surprising result. The Judson Rockets are not the district champions. It's the Clemens Buffaloes.
1: I love Clemens, by the way. And I've loved them ever since I saw them in the preseason, just because of that defense, you know? Defense travels, and especially when you have two D1 guys at two different levels, one one at safety, one at linebacker, uh, they just play football the right way. And especially at the high school level, great defense can overcome some offensive miscues. Uh, seeing Judson struggle in this type of game leads me to worry a little bit about what's to come in the playoffs entering the playoffs, I said, I'm never going to worry about the offense, but the defense, we're going to see what's going to happen here. Clemens is a pretty good offense as well. You know, I I don't want to throw shade to that side of the ball. Uh, They do what they have to do. Uh, But nonetheless, with Judson and their firepower, 34 points, or sorry, 30 points is not going to be enough from that offense. So maybe this kind of checks them a little bit, but nonetheless, uh, Clemens by the way would be undefeated if it wasn't for just a brutal loss against Reagan where they were crushing them and Reagan had this nut so comeback to win that game uh, I think Travis Staley did play in that game That was the
0: first game he played it was the last game out of uh, in, in non-district so uh so Clemens started 2 and 1 and now was ripped off seven straight wins with yeah. this 34-30 victory but for man, the district title a-
1: Awesome that was just awesome environment there at Lenhoff just great stuff
0: And uh they're going to be in the play. We knew both these teams would be in the playoffs yeah. because of it, but Clemens getting the uh, the nod there as the uh, as the top team in six uh, A Division two. Judson will be in the in the D one bracket out of that district. So in in the grand scheme of things, th- they both get to be one seeds, but only one team gets to be district champions. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in thirteen years, it's Clemens. Also in that district, Steele. They punched their ticket with a nice win, uh, defeating East Central and keeping the Hornets out of the playoffs. 35-20 was the final score there.
1: Man, that district is such a grind. We talk about it all the time. But East Central is a good team. Feel bad for those boys. Uh, I'm very interested to see how realignment goes because teams like East Central just...
0: it can't be much worse for them you know yeah. it, it can only it can only go up from here and you know there's going to be some changes coming in San Antonio with uh with the Northside ISD adding Harlan coming up from 5A mm-hmm. uh, for next season that which would mean there'd be 11 uh, Northside ISD teams that are uh, big enough to be in the 6A classification so you know that's getting split up how that how that shakes out and ripple effects through the rest of the yep. city that's a, something we'll keep an eye on for sure but for now steal in East Central out. Another team that was playing for their playoff lives this week, Smithson Valley. They had a home game against New Braunfels. It was a win-and-get-in situation, and the Rangers did it, 42-28. And
1: That was a close game, by the way. That was really close. I mean, 42-28 makes it seem like there was some distance. There wasn't. So, uh, nice job to get it done by Smithson Valley, but even better job by New Braunfels to get the scare.
0: Finally in that district, two teams that hadn't won a game all season. This was an exciting game, uh, obviously with no playoff implications, but still worth shouting out. San Marcos getting a win against New Braunfels Canyon 27-22. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, it's, you got the O for teams there at the end of the season. You know both of them hungry for a win. I was actually at a Canyon for our Player of the Week story. So I was, uh, I was pulling for them a little bit because I know how excited they were to finally get that, that win. Uh, nonetheless, rebuilding there uh, for the boys at Canyon. As, man, I think they have like 15, 16 seniors on the team, tons of sophomore, juniors. So, you know, we'll look to see if they can bounce back next year when they have a lot more experience under their belt.
0: Over in 27-6-A, Madison was playing for a district championship on Friday night at Heroes Stadium. They're taking on Johnson. This would be the second straight district title for the Mavs, and they did it, 49-34, district champs back-to-back.
1: You know, really impressed with Madison winning the back-to-back district titles. Remember, they, uh, they had Dante Hagens last year, just who mollywopped everybody in that district. He was a heck of a talent there, quarterback now at, at UIW. Uh, Madison entering the year again, another school I went to in the preseason. Uh, tempering expectations, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we're confident in our quarterback there in Garza, but nonetheless, we're just going to hope to get you know better each and every week. Nonetheless, go undefeated in district. Uh, I don't I don't know if they if they knew this was going to happen. So uh, really, a, a hearty congrats out to Madison Johnson. Also a good team, uh, but uh, you know I know that uh, I just know that Madison. Uh, had to overcome some losses uh, with its roster entering the season. So for them to go undefeated in districts, impressive.
0: Yeah, Madison and Johnson were two of the top three teams in that district, two teams that we knew were going to be in the playoffs and just sort of battling it out. The other team out of that top three in 27 6A, the Roosevelt Rough Riders, who had a chance, they're obviously in the playoffs, but had a chance to play some spoiler and keep the Churchill Chargers out of the playoffs Thursday night game at Comalander. And it was a 41 21 win for Roosevelt.
1: Yeah, we got to give Flores credit because entering the season, I asked him on the Kent's Five set, what team are we going to be looking at at the end of the regular season saying, wow, you know, or did they really just do that? He said Roosevelt. And here they are, 5-1 and one a district, going to the playoffs for the first time in what, uh, five, six, seven years, something like that. Uh, I want to say off the top of my head uh, – It's either 2014 or 2011. It's one of those, um, nonetheless, it's been a while. It's been a few years, yeah. So for those kids
0: who are out there, it might as well feel like forever. Yeah, it's
1: been a while, and of course they're led by Rashad Owens here, running back. Uh, Just a, a big old congratulations to Roosevelt. Been way too long, so shout out to you.
0: So Madison finishes first, Roosevelt finishes second, Johnson third. Who's the fourth place team in this district to get into that last playoff spot? It was a win and get in situation for the Reagan Rattlers. They had a road game at South Sand on Friday night. 27-9 27-9 win the Rattlers back to the playoffs.
1: Yeah, Reagan back to the playoffs. Not the Reagan-esque team that we're used to seeing from that program. Obviously, stuff happening at quarterback. Uh, we don't know, you know, exactly with Travis Daly, um, but nonetheless. They're, they're back in the playoffs and Reagan doing Reagan things and, and getting it done.
0: Hey, five and five doesn't jump off the page at you, but if it's good enough to get in the playoffs, it's at least in some people's eyes a successful season. Mm-hmm. One other game in that district, both teams coming in winless in district in a game between Lee and MacArthur. And uh, how about Lee? They were uh, they were 0 for last year. They have two wins this season. They'll finish 2-8, and eight, a high-scoring victory, 52-42 against MacArthur.
1: Yeah, Lee. We love when Lee gets a dub. It's been, uh, they had that ugly losing streak entering the season. They finally knocked it away earlier in the season. They end with a win, good on them. And MacArthur, man, you know, I know they got no wins here in, in district, but they were like in every single game. It didn't matter if it was Lee or Johnson, like every game they put up a fight. It, it was always like one of those things where in the second half, they just kind of faltered. One thing led to another. Um, no, they are not as bad as that record. They, they really were fighting all year long and they had to deal with the coaching issues. Um, so, you know, big old credit for those kids for not giving up all season.
0: Over in 286A, this is the Northside ISD district. Uh, coming in, we were looking at uh, Brandeis. The question would be are they going to run the table and have a perfect district schedule? Brennan and O'Connor were in their playoffs tickets were punched and then you were looking at Stevens, Warren and Jay and figuring out how those three teams were going to play for one playoff spot and here's how it happened this weekend. On the Thursday night game, Stevens took on O'Connor. They had a chance to just clinch it right then and there. Would have been a surprising win for the Falcons. It was unpleasant weather on Thursday night. That's sort of what you get used to now this time of year. They didn't get in the end zone, thirty-one, nothing. So now they have to. They they were forced to kind of sit and wait as uh, as O'Connor won that game uh, pretty easily.
1: Yeah, I was actually at that game. I uh, was not happy to be at that game with the weather. Jeez, um, you know, one thing kind of led to another. Stevens and O'Connor retired at zeros entering the second quarter. Uh, then I believe there was a a block punt that led to a touchdown. Then a pick six. Then another interception that led to another touchdown. It was twenty-one, nothing uh lickety split and as you can see 31 nothing was the final score you know you're not gonna win any game scoring zero points but nonetheless a bunch of mistakes happened in three minutes and it really just took stevens out of this contest
0: also in that district brennan on thursday night was playing at the same time they had a winless holmes team at Gus stadium and uh, brennan pitched a shot out there 35 nothing friday night games clark against warren jay against marshall so, again, Warren and Jay came in both 4-4 four and four in district. The Stevens loss helped them. Now the question was, could uh, Clark or Marshall play spoiler? And the answer to both those questions was no. Uh, Warren winning 63 nothing, and Jay defeating Marshall 48-24. So what you get left with is a three-way tie between Stevens, Warren, and Jay. And uh, Stevens wins the tiebreaker, so they, they end up sort of backing into the playoffs. Uh, it would have been different if... Warren had lost. Uh, Stevens had had a loss to Jay. So mm-hmm. they were rooting. You're rooting for those upsets. You're rooting for those, you know, for some weird situations at times, depending on, uh, you know, where, where your interests lie. But what you get is the three-way tie and the Falcons uh, win that out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, congrats, Stevens, figuring it out, uh, especially with a freshman quarterback there in KK Brashears. Uh We'll see what they can do when the playoffs start.
0: So the last game in that district, you, you already knew Brandeis was going to be the district champion going into this weekend. They came in 9-0, and 8-0 in district. They played the Saturday afternoon game at Ferris Stadium uh, against Taft, who just had the chance to play spoiler. They weren't in the playoff conversation. Brandeis finishes it off the only 6A team to go undefeated in the San Antonio area with a 28-14 win.
1: Yeah, Brandeis also going undefeated in the regular season for the first time in program history. So shout out to David Branskin and company. Uh, They get it done. Great team, great program, great quarterback in Jordan Battles. He leads that group. He is one impressive player. We saw what he can do in the playoffs last year when Brandeis went on that magical run to the Alamo Dome. Came up a little bit short we'll see if they can go equally as far. Uh, they, they got the confidence, they got the swagger, uh, they're gonna have some tough tests coming up though down the road.
0: So from 26 teams in 6A in the San Antonio area playing in the regular season, cut that number down to 12. As we get ready for the playoffs, there's four teams from each of those three districts who enter the postseason. Let's talk about the 6A brackets now and uh, we'll start with 6A D1. Remember They don't make that separation unlike the rest of the uh, uil classifications in 6a there's just 6a for the regular season then once you figure out who the postseason teams are that's when you say okay this is who's d1 and d2 and it's based off the enrollment numbers of the four teams from each district that make the playoffs so you don't necessarily know if you're going to be a one playoff team or d2 playoff Mm -hmm. team until those four teams get decided without further ado the 6a d1 pairings in the bi-district round for san antonio area teams Smithson Valley, we, we talked about how they got into the playoffs in the last week. They have, they have the, the, the short end of the stick. They, they got the short straw. Uh, they have to go up to Lake Travis in the opening round of the playoffs.
1: Uh, isn't that great? <laughs> um, I, all I know about Lake Travis is I think Hudson Card, the, the star Texas recruit, the quarterback, has been injured. I don't know if he's going to come back this season. I think maybe they're hoping that down the line in the playoffs he can. Originally it was a season-ending injury, and then they were like, "Whoa, no! I'm going to hold off if I can." Uh, nonetheless, I expect Lake Travis to be one heck of a test, and let's see uh, let's see if Smithson Valley can play spoiler. That is that would that be
0: that would be a real shocker for Lake Travis, Travis to heck. go out in the first round of the playoffs. But again, they don't have uh, Garrett Wilson, the uh, the wide receiver who's now playing at Ohio State. <laughs>
1: yeah, they just reload there. Though. Sure, it's unbelievable.
0: Sure, uh, the uh, win- go Larry Hill and the boys. Let's go. <laughs> figure it out (laughs) the winner of that game smithson valley at lake travis will take on the winner of madison against stevens so stevens getting in with the uh the last playoff spot from 28 6a madison the undefeated district champion in 27 6a and i believe that'll be at one of the uh, neisd stadiums
1: yeah uh, and you know uh, you expect madison to go in and win this contest but uh, i expect stevens to to put up a little bit of a fight i don't think this is going to be a blowout Um, You know, I think this is going to be a very good game, and, you know, Stevens has a shot here and an opportunity, and and, and Madison, on on their end, you know, they also still have some inexperience playoff-wise, so we'll we'll see. I mean, last year they had a great experience, but what's this unit going to do? So, you know, again, I, I am expecting Madison to win this contest, but Stevens is not going to be one of these, like, oh, well... We'll just roll into the second round types.
0: Yeah, that's going to be one of uh, two very good games between uh, 27-6A and 28-6A. The other one being O'Connor against Reagan. Uh, That is two very good traditional programs in the San Antonio area. Uh, Neither team winning a district title this year, but I think that has the potential to be a great game.
1: If I'm not mistaken, didn't Reagan knock out O'Connor last year?
0: I think they might have, yeah.
1: So uh, we got a little bit of a revenge factor, uh, especially for an O'Connor team last year that was built for a run. Uh, this year, they're not as much. A little bit of rebuilding there. Uh, still a strong offensive line. What Reagan team, what Reagan team are we going to see? That, uh, that is a really equal game. I, I, you know, like if I, both,
0: I both of those games. I don't games. know what
1: the spread would be, <laughs> uh, but, but to me, that is, that is a doozy. I want to watch that game because I have a feeling that's coming down to the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, that should be a fun one. Uh, the other game, so the winner of that game will play the winner of Judson against Hayes. That's uh, from uh, Buda uh, Hayes uh, coming down to uh, Judson ISD and taking on the Rockets. Expect Judson to win that game. Expect them to be a little angry coming off a, a loss in a district championship game. They still get to be the, uh, the higher-seeded team coming out of that district because uh, Clemens enters the 6A-D2 bracket. But Judson, there's that edge now, though they're not unbeaten anymore
1: yeah, with Judson, I know for a fact they started last year against Hayes and they mollywopped him. Um, Jay, you know, Judson's gonna look to do that again. and then even projecting into the second round, you know O'Connor that, or Reagan is going to have one heck of a test against that offense.
0: Yeah, so Judson, I think it's a, a fairly favorable start to the uh, to the bracket for them, but they're they're vulnerable now, you know I think I think Clemens sort of showed a game plan on how to beat them. Obviously, they used a lot of special teams, a lot of defense but Judson is not invincible.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, that either works for you or against you. We'll see how they respond against Hayes and in the ensuing weeks.
0: In the 6A D2 bracket, Steele has the unenviable task of going on the road up to Westlake, and that's their uh, opening round matchup. Tough, tough for those teams in 26-6A uh, in They have to go up to Austin.
1: You know, this could be the second straight year that Steele does not make it into December. and to think that Steele might lose in the first round, I mean that is that is crazy to me. You know this is a this is our powerhouse here. It's, you know the, that's gonna be a battle. I'll say this: um, I'm not happy if I'm Westlake seeing Steele come to town. All right, Steele has the dudes. All right, they got a one talent across the board. So I would not be shocked if you told me Steele beats Westlake. Not at all. This is one thunderous of a matchup to begin the playoffs, and uh, and maybe the the highlighted matchup across the field where you know a lot of times this is just uh, you know mark it down and let's move on to the next one. Steel Westlake is just power versus power. Uh, Let's see what goes down because um, you know you never with Jalen Jones, uh, you know, McKnight. They just there's so much talent on Steele's side. So, again, you, you're you not happy heading down to Westlake. But, man, if you're Westlake, you're like, damn, we got to play these guys in the first round?
0: <laughs> That's tough. The winner of that game, I think, would have a lot of confidence in their second round matchup, which would be against the winner of this game, Brennan against Roosevelt, and it would be, again, hosted at... Uh, Roosevelt's uh, one of Roosevelt's stadiums in NEISD as Brennan comes in as the uh, as the lower seed from uh, 28-6. Another pretty good game again not really the top the upper echelon the cream of the crop from San Antonio but two really really good teams having great seasons. Yeah this
1: is going to be a great game as well. Roosevelt gonna gonna come in hungry for that playoff win. This is a game where Rashad Owens I think can insert his will uh you know, really take over like we've seen him do all throughout the regular season. You know, against teams like Steele and Westlake, I don't know how much Rashad Owens is going to be able to to motor down. Those teams should have the dudes to stop Owens and then force them to to throw the ball. But uh, again, sort of um, maybe maybe even a little bit of a step up of what I said with Madison Stevens. Uh, Brendan Roosevelt is is a great matchup. Where I, I don't know where I lean. I, I think Ro- Roosevelt maybe, but that is a That is a barn burner of a matchup. We got got some good first-rounders here.
0: Two other games in 682, and these are also both really pretty good matchups. Clemens coming off their first district title in 13 years. They'll host Austin Bowie, which is traditionally a strong program, and they've been a little bit up and down this year. I I think I like Clemens in that one. Uh, But the winner of that game gets the winner of Brandeis against Johnson, and that's (sighs) another just, man... You know, if you're Brandeis, you come off an undefeated season, and you're taking on a Johnson team uh, that lost just two games in district. They finished 6-4, and four, but they played a tough non-district slate. That's a battle-tested Jaguars team, and Brandeis has got to get right back on it here for the playoffs.
1: So here's the thing about Brandeis, right? 10-0. and 0. They've only played one game within a touchdown. Johnson, first game of the year. That's right. So, this is a revenge game. So Brandeis... Uh, Brandeis' arguably toughest test is against their first-round opponent, Johnson. So that's not going to be a cakewalk. So they got they got film that says, hey, boys, I, you know I know we just had a rough loss here, but look, this is what we did. They're undefeated. We took them to the end. Um, again, you lean Brandeis, you think they're going to figure it out. But the fact that Clemens or Brandeis, assuming Clemens wins uh, against Bowie, uh, Clemens or Brandeis, the fact that one of those two teams has to lose in the second round Man, that stinks.
0: That's a shame. It's, that,
1: that is a shame. Uh, it also is one of those things where you figure the winner of that game is probably battle-tested and ready to go a couple more rounds. Um, same thing with that Steel Westlake. Uh, matchup. You know, you win that game, you feel pretty good going to the next couple, gives you a huge confidence booster. Yeah, and
0: if you, if you can escape sort of this gauntlet of the first couple rounds where it's Austin against San Antonio or San Antonio against yeah. San Antonio, then you start mixing in some of these schools from the Valley or Corpus mm-hmm. Christi. And
1: that's usually advantage our area versus, you know, no shade to them because they have knocked off our teams before, but usually, you, you know, those games are, are sometimes a bit easier than the first and second round games.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So let's turn now to 5A. Uh, We'll start with the one uh, team from 12-5A-D1, which is also coincidentally in uh, Region 3, so not the same region as uh, most of the other teams from our area. The Seguin Matadors, uh, their last game of the regular season was basically a second-place game for their district. They were at Austin LBJ. Uh, Matadors lost that game 42-17, which means that instead of hosting a first-round playoff game, they'll be on the road taking on the Huddo Hippos, which has been a solid program this year with a fantastic mascot. Yeah, Yeah, you
1: can't beat that. Can't beat the Hippos.
0: So, uh, Seguin will be at Hutto in the uh, start of the playoffs, but for the rest of uh, the 5A teams in in the San Antonio area, uh, here's what happened in week 11. We'll start in district 13-5A D1, where the Wagner Thunderbirds already are the district champions. They had the bye in the last week of the regular season after they beat Veterans Memorial. Uh, the Patriots went on to win their last game of the regular season, 38-12, to lock up second place. Uh, third place, not really a surprise. Brackenridge, the Eagles, on Friday night at Alamo Stadium, won uh, a game 47-14 against Highlands. So they're third in the district. The fourth-place game in this district was a straight-up play-in game. It was a playoff game at the rock pile on Saturday afternoon. Lanier, Burbank and it came right down to the finish line just getting their noses out in front. Burbank is in the playoffs 28-27.
1: That is what you love to see. You know, I hope Lanier is proud of themselves after playing that game because they were leading for most of it. You just, just need more time on the clock. I believe Burbank scored with like 10 or 15 seconds left and, and just edged the Vokes out uh, also amazing mascot um, but man that was great that that that's what you asked for when you your backs are against the wall you need to win to get in you want to put forth a a great effort and and i'm proud of both of those teams
0: and the uh there's one other game in that district edison took on jefferson that was a thursday night game at alamo stadium jefferson won that game 20 to 7 uh neither team in the playoff picture uh for now but that can change next year with uh with some redistricting over in 14-5A-D1, it was a win-and-get-in situation for Harlandale. They had the Frontier Bowl, a rivalry game against McCollum. Cowboys and Indians, 38-14. Harlandale is going to the playoffs with their fifth win of the regular season.
1: First Frontier Bowl I've ever been to, by the way. I didn't go last year. That was an
0: awesome <laughs> It's a great atmosphere. Wow.
1: I pulled, up, I pulled up there to the Harlandale Stadium, and I was just like, damn, this thing is sold out almost. It wasn't many open seats, I'll tell you that. Lively crowds going back and forth. Uh, just just big old shout out to, to McCall and Harlandale because I was having a ton of fun on the sidelines watching that.
0: Another win and get in kind of game for Peter Wagner's Southwest Dragons. They had a, a road game at Eagle Pass win. It wasn't the highest scoring game, 21-3. Their defense really picked them up. And uh, so Southwest is in the playoffs, meaning Southwest Legacy is not, as there was a, uh, a, a couple teams tied, uh, At 3-3, Southwest Legacy finished tied with Harlandale, and Harlandale had that uh, tiebreaker. So they get in, and uh, Southwest Legacy, after a huge turnaround season for them, uh, they they went winless in their first varsity season. This is their second varsity season, and they just missed out on the playoffs by by one game. Meanwhile, there was a district championship game on Saturday between Laredo Martin and Harlan in that district. The Hawks came in with a 9-0 overall record, 5-0 in that district and they finished off the perfect regular season, 48-21. They look good rolling into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, Harlan's a a fantastic team. Uh, Just just a small little anecdote here while we have the pod. Uh, We are working on a story uh, that should air, probably not this week coming up, but in a couple of weeks. So before the second round, Harlan will be at the center of that story. Uh, I've been hanging around Coach Eddie Salas and and that squad, uh, especially the Anderson family. If you don't know about Harlan, uh, just a terrible tragedy happened in January when one of its players, Shamari Anderson, got into a car accident and died. Um, if you ever go to a game there at Harlan, you'll see they run out with a big old 82 flag. That's in memory of Shamari. And, uh, you know, his memory is still very strong in that team. The locker room, they, they, have, they fixed it up. It, it's his. His locker is still there. Uh, they carry his jersey on the field. They have a specific spot for him. And uh, nonetheless, uh, his younger brother... Uh, Kamali, is on the team doing very well as a wide receiver, uh, which was Ch- Shamari's position. Shamari would have been a senior. Eddie Salas, after the game, says that this season was in his memory. Uh, it's, it, they are fully focused on, on doing this for Shamari. It's just such a, a wonderful story how these kids in this community, uh, especially a program that's only existed for about two years, the Anderson family, who's only been in San Antonio for about two years, they moved uh, a year before the accident. Uh, they really rallied together to have a 10 0 season. It's just phenomenal with a bunch of juniors on the roster. Like, this team's really coming back next year. And, you know, they're going to do some damage. They might be in 6A, but they're going to do some damage anyway. Uh, and they got, they got talent across the board. I don't know where it's going to end. Um, you know, I, I know they hope they go all the way. Um, I know that those players want Wagner, though. I know uh, when I talked with them, they said uh, the one thing Shamari wanted was Wagner. He wanted to beat Wagner. So um, they're hoping to get to a point where they can play Wagner. Um, and uh, just just a phenomenal story from Harlan. Uh, congrats to them, and, and let's hope for a deep run.
0: They, yeah, they would have a little ways to go before they would face Wagner in the playoffs as we take a look now at the 5A D1. Playoff bracket. Burbank will be the opponent for Harlan in the opening round of the playoffs, and Wagner will take on Harlandale. Uh, the winners of those games would go on to play schools from the valley or the Corpus Christi area. So, uh, in the in the unlike in 6A, the 5A D1, uh, there's there's that mix where that you get into those uh, those games with the, the schools from further south earlier in the playoffs rather than later. Also, in the uh, 5A D1 postseason bracket, Brackenridge is at Southwest. Uh, Same situation where the winner plays uh, a school from further down south. And then this is something that just tickles me, uh, Evan, in terms of the way this schedule broke down. Uh, Laredo Martin takes on San Antonio Veterans Memorial. The winner of that game will play Veterans Memorial because it's uh, Mission Veterans Memorial taking on Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial, uh, one of those schools is the Eagles, the other one is the Patriots. So there's a chance if, uh, I believe it's Mission Veterans Memorial wins that game, and I, I would think uh, San Antonio Veterans Memorial is the favorite against Laredo Martin, you would have, in the second round of the state playoffs, the Veterans Memorial Patriots <laughs> against the Veterans Memorial Patriots. And that's not just like, you know, you're playing Madden with your buddies and you both, you both choose the same team. That's actually two different schools with the exact same name and the exact same mascot. And uh, you know, I would love I would love to broadcast that game because I just don't know what you do at that point because every, you know, you, you have the school name and the mascot. They're exactly the same. So you need to yeah. go with something else. It's, you it's a, San, Antonio. San Antonio has the first down or Mission has the first down or they yeah. have the ball or whatever because you can't say Patriots. Oh, the Patriots are winning. Well, yeah. yeah, of course they are. They're also losing.
1: Look, if that does happen, you can guarantee that in the third round, we got the veterans Vets Memorial <laughs> Patriots going on, so that is a prediction. If both those teams play, I'm confident making that they will go on. That, that the Vets Memorial Patriots will march on. Yeah, that is a quirk. That's uh, we have. Yeah, it's just funny how yeah, we have the three uh, Vets Memorial in the same area,
0: and they're in the same di- uh, the same division in the 5A D1. So uh, maybe let's not do that again. UIL. <laughs> let's uh, let's mix that up Spread a little, little bit. Spread
1: them out. Spread our Vets Memorials out.
0: Yeah, we, we we do love the troops, uh, and uh, obviously a lot of. Uh, A lot of similarities in in choosing choosing Mm -hmm. names. Uh, You know, we shouted out the Hutto Hippos for their creativity. Uh, Quite a few Patriots, because there's also uh, Georgetown Eastview, who we'll talk about here in a second. They're getting in the playoff mix uh, in 5AD2. Speaking of 5A-D2, uh, 14-5A-D2, that's the district with Kerrville, Tyvee, and Bernie Champion as sort of the top two teams. Still figuring out who the other two playoff teams were going to be from that district as it came down two games in Week 11. Alamo Heights was in the mix, but they had to beat Bernie Champion and they could not, 42-7. Uh, Alamo Heights was eliminated from postseason contention in the last week of the regular season. Kerrville Tyvee was at Medina Valley. Tyvee won that game 35-14. So they finished an undefeated district schedule, going 7-0 in district. Uh, Medina Valley finishes 4-3 in district, but it is good enough for them to get in the postseason. Also in this district, Kennedy and Memorial. Uh, Memorial uh, blanked their Edgewood ISD rivals 28-0 in the Salsa Bowl. Salsa Bowl. Love it. So Memorial finishes with two wins, both of them coming in District. Kennedy goes over on the season. And then the last game in this district was that was another play-in game. We had quite a few of them this uh, this last week of the regular season. Uvalde at Lockhart, a close game, high-scoring game, and uh, just a few more points on the board for Lockhart, 45-41. forty-five, forty-one. There in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, it's crazy. I don't know High is just not their year. Just a lot of regrouping there. Uh, lost a lot of talent off of last year's team. Very rare to not see Alamo Heights make the playoffs, Uh, but Bernie Champion is, you know, they had a, a, they had, they're still gonna have a a stellar baseball team. You know, usually you can kind of smell success with these programs and how they're, you know, you can project them. Uh, Usually similar programs have success in football, basketball, baseball, goes across the board. Bernie Champion is a team to watch out for uh, to make a deep run in the playoffs.
0: The other 5A D2 district from the San Antonio area mixes in some schools from the Corpus Christi Christi area. And we already knew uh, Cal Allen, Calhoun, and Alice were going to be in the playoffs from this district. The question was, could Southside get in? They needed a win at Floorsville, and it wasn't looking good for Ricky Locke's Cardinals for a long time on Friday night. They pulled ahead at the end and held on 21-20 by just the skin of their teeth. The Cardinals are in the playoffs for the second straight year.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of Southside for getting it done. Also a place I made a trip for a player of the week. So, you know, I pull for I pull for those POTWs. Uh, so nice to see them back in the playoffs. Um, you know, they, they kind of, the season started out so hot, they, they had to regroup there midway through. Uh, but you always know that the Cal Allen's that name, 5A, uh, you got to worry about a little bit. Also, shout out to Alice. I know they're not really technically our area. There's more, more corpus, but... Uh, Home with Joe Ryan Agle. so I uh, know he's he's proud of his boys. I think
0: they only had one loss all year, so they, they had. Yeah, they're a, doing
1: the mustache thing. Yeah, they were not shaving. The the coaches were not shaving until a loss, so they had these ugly I, mustaches. I, I, and
0: I think it was a, it was like a week eight or week nine kind of loss. Yeah, yeah that, no, those, those mustaches was, those, got those, ugly. <laughs> yeah, they got rough. The other game in that district, uh, Somerset. Uh, ends on a sour note with a loss against Toulouse Midway, 23-13. So that's uh, another team from our area. And I think uh, Cal Allen lost this week. So they they oh, would wow. have been the favorite uh, throughout. They, they're they not the district champions there. So wow. a similar story to uh, what was going on with Judson there. I think Calhoun nipped him there uh, at the end. So yeah. uh, the, uh, the Sand Crabs get to be the, uh, the district uh, champions another there. Another
1: tremendous name.
0: Another tremendous name. So the uh, the 5A D2 playoffs when win. We'll see those teams uh, sooner rather than later because they're right in the mix. Start with Medina Valley. They'll be on the road in Week 1 of the playoffs. Uh, take on the Brenham Cubs, which is just a ways out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the winner of that game plays the winner of the game between Mercedes and Alice. So tough. That's that's just that's going to be a real tough uh, neck of the woods kind of bracket to come from. Yeah, it's a long travel. A lot, a lot of travel. Mm-hmm. No kidding, for Medina Valley to go all the way out to Brenham. That's going to be something like a three and a half, almost four hours, uh, just for the just for the first round playoff game. Unless they, uh, unless they meet somewhere in the middle. And I don't think they will. I think Brenham says no. We want to host that game. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Cur- You're good
1: stretching, boys.
0: Kerrville <laughs> Tybee is uh, is the home team as the district champion they'll take on georgetown eastview and the winner will most likely play cal allen i, I don't i forget who they have in the uh, in their first round game but i think they're going to win that game mm-hmm. so kerrville tyvee cal allen is a potential second round matchup man mark your calendars like,
1: i'm telling you, man these first and second round you know look to be the best you got to beat the best so who cares when you play them tyvee cal allen would be one heck of a second-round matchup in the 5A, one of those marquee games across the state of Texas, not just in our area. So, uh, assuming that's the way it plays out, you know, let's get it done. I mean, you you win that game, you knocked out a, a big bully to get your your way to um, to, to Arlington. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping for that. That'd hey, awesome. if you
0: want to call yourself a district champion or a, a state champion. You need to win six games, and you're going to have to beat some really good teams to do it. There's no, no, de- you
1: can't cakewalk yourself to a state championship, so you know what? Might as well do the dirty work. Don't let other people do it for you.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, leave no doubt. Mm-hmm. Leave no doubt. Uh, Bernie Champion takes on uh, Glenn, which is from the Leander area, and the winner of that game will probably get Calhoun. I think they're the, the favorite in their game against another school from from down south. Two other games to talk about from the 5A D2 playoffs. Southside will be the visiting team as they just snuck into the playoffs, taking on Pioneer, and then the winner of that game gets the winner of Lockhart against Pflugerville Weiss. So uh, that one seems like there's some potential there mm-hmm. uh, for a team there to to make some noise. Uh, that 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 part of the bracket seems uh, not quite as as uh, glamorous in terms of the the big names compared to that like that you said that second round potential matchup mm-hmm. uh, between Kerrville, Typhy and Cal Allen so that's how these brackets work sometimes where the you know you look at it and say wow there are there's a real concentration uh, but again you, you do have to beat everybody at the end of the day. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah so we'll, we'll see what happens uh, you know don't don't know much about Pioneer for that Southside matchup uh, never never great head on the road, especially in like 5A when you get a little bit of some distance. You know, we just were talking about 6A and yeah, like Madison versus Stevens. You know, not much of a travel. Uh, these teams' travel kind of plays into it more. We talked about Medina Valley. So you're always wondering how that's going to affect a team.
0: So that was 5A. Let's quickly turn our attention to 4A. We had a great game in uh, 13-4A D2 in Week 11, a district championship game. The Navarro Panthers came in undefeated. They had to go on the road and try to beat Bandera, and they did just barely, just by a field goal, 41-38. But it's a perfect 10-0 season for Navarro, and they get to again call themselves district champions. Yeah,
1: Navarro is one of those teams that I know we're going to get down there later in the season, uh, later in the playoffs, because uh, they were stacked last year, got snipped a little bit there at the end. They're right back where they want to be, and I'm sure they're going to make another strong playoff push.
0: Also in that district, uh, an upset, Cuero uh, has had a real down year for them. Uh, Jordan thir- Winnington.
1: not a lot of them walk through those doors at Cuero. The Gobblers,
0: another great name. Another great name. 34-28 win against Wimberley, who was right in the mix in that playoff conversation. That was just the third loss of the season for Wimberley. Uh, so Cuero won that game 34-28, but they were watching uh, the scoreboard for a game between Eastside Memorial and Lano. Lano just needed to win and get in, and they did 49-0. So Cuero ends their season on a high note. Not a lot of teams get to say they ended their season with a win, uh, but they will be missing out on the playoffs mm-hmm. this
1: year. Yeah, nice win. I mean, uh, I wouldn't have predicted that. So so great for the Gobblers. Way to, way to finish strong.
0: In 14-4 AD1, Lampasas wins the district championship. Both uh, Lampasas and Fredericksburg came in unbeaten in that district, uh, and it was a 47-35 win for Lampasas over Fredericksburg. Another great name, Batlin Billies. Batlin Billys of Fredericksburg will still be in the playoffs, just not as a district champion. Canyon Lake falling at home against Liberty Hill, 31-7. In 14-4, a D2, it was a play-in game for fourth place between Pearsall and Poteet. Both teams coming in 2-7 in the regular season. Poteet looking like the much stronger team uh, into the playoffs. with A little momentum, a 57-14 win in that game. Uh, Divine finishes off their perfect district run through fourteen four a d two with a forty five to seven win at Carrizo Springs. Meanwhile, a play in or not a play in game, a, a battle for second place between Crystal City and Hondo. And Hondo uh, just five and five in the regular season, but four and one in district after a twenty four to six win against Crystal City. Last district to talk about in four a for the San Antonio area is fifteen four a d one. Gonzalez at Bernie. Both of those teams came in 2-1 and one in district. Gonzalez won that game 23-9. to And then Lavernia, uh, a play-in game for fourth, defeating Pleasanton 23-20. So Lavernia, they're back in the playoffs again at 5-5 mm-hmm. and five on the regular season. So in the 4A playoffs, we'll start in D1. Canyon Lake will be at Needville. Bernie takes on Hidalgo. This game... At least according to my notes, it says it's going to be at the Alamo Dome. So that's a little early for an Alamo Dome game, but uh, a good meeting spot for th- uh, those two teams. Uh, the winner of that game will face the winner of the Canyon Lake Needville game. Uh, Fredericksburg takes on El Campo. The winner of that game will probably play Beeville Jones, who's, uh, who's unbeaten. That's, yeah, a, that's a heck of Jones a program. Is a very
1: good team. I uh, saw Beaville Jones this year against Central Catholic. They, they got some dudes, their quarterback has an arm
0: and the, uh, the last game involving a San Antonio area team for 4A D1 playoff uh, in the bi-district round. Lavernia takes on Laferia. In 4A D2, the 14-4A D2 champ, Divine, they're in the playoffs for the 18th straight year. They'll travel to New Braunfels Canyon. It's a neutral site game where they'll take on Lano. Uh, Potite takes on Wimberley. That game will be at Edgewood Veterans Memorial Stadium. Hondo will take on Bandera. And Navarro will battle Crystal City to wrap up by district games for the 4A-D2 plus Quickly, uh, the 3A teams, Randolph finished third in their district. That's uh, 15-3 AD1. They defeated Karn City 40-7. Marion gets second place in that district with a 63-6 win over Lytle. And Jurdenton claims the district title with a 63-6 win over Cole. And knocking Cole out of the playoffs, meaning Cotula, uh, they had the last week bye. Uh, they were done at 3-3 three three in district. They will hang on and get the fourth spot and get into the playoffs. In the uh, in the postseason for those teams, then, Jurdenton will host San Diego. That's the first time Jurdenton's been a district champion eight years. And uh, Cotula takes on George West. In 15-3 AD2, Dilly was at Nixon Smiley. Uh, they didn't have a, a great season. Uh, they, they went uh, 0-10 this year, but uh, Nixon Smiley uh, was in a win-and-get-in situation. The Mustangs got it done, 29-14. Natalia lost at Skidmore Tynan, 52-21, a bit of an upset there. And Poth finishes off a district title season, going 5-0 in District 15-3A-D2, defeating Stockdale 47-0 into the playoffs. Then uh, Poth will take on the Taft Greyhounds. That game will be played at Carn City. Uh, The winners between Comfort Schulenberg and Odom and Stockdale will face off. And uh, then let's now quickly, quickly, quickly. I know, I know, Evan, you have to get going here. Uh, Taps games. There were two of them this past week. Antonian against Central Catholic. This was for a playoff spot. This was a, a pretty much a play-in game. Antonian came from behind. They were trailing most of that game. Finally, beat the Buttons, forty-one thirty-eight. So Antonian yeah. will be in the playoffs, uh, hosting a playoff game against Liberty Christian.
1: San Antonio, uh, I should say, Central Catholic actually missed a field goal there to tie it and force overtime. That was an awesome game. Really stinks. someone had to lose it.
0: And then uh, Holy Cross winning their district in uh, Taps D2, going undefeated after beating Brownsville St. Joseph 56-25. They will take on Victoria St. Joseph in the first round of the playoffs. Evan, it should be really fun. A lot of really good games. Just And that's just the by district round. We'll knock out a bunch of San Antonio area teams, mm-hmm. though, as we get going further and further into the postseason.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh, it's playoff time. So now, win or go home scenarios. I'm sure we're going to see some upsets. I'm sure we're going sure to see a lot of favorites win. But, you know, the the cream rises to the top. and uh, We'll see after these first couple of weeks. There's some big-time matchups that we talked about, which can really dictate things down the road. I'm expecting uh, at least a handful of our teams to make at least a, a good run to December. But, I mean, with some of these matchups, I, I can't tell you who's going to win those coin flips
0: there, yeah, there are quite a few of those kind of coin flips game coin flip games right off the bat and uh i'm gonna put you on the spot really quick evan obviously getting to at&t stadium is the big goal if you had to pick one team from the san antonio area who's going to be playing for a state championship or winning a state championship you look at these brackets who you got
1: oh uh, i mean i, I lean lean I, I guess i would have to go wagner as my favorite Favorite, just because they have such an opportunity there in five A. We saw them miss out on the state championship game by one last year. They made it to NRG Stadium and, and got cut short. So that's me being safe. Uh, if I were to take a risk and just say, you know what, uh, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put it out there, and it might get shoved right back in my face. Clemens, love Clemens. They're hot. They're hot. They got a lot of confidence. They've done a lot of first this year they got a great defense. they got a good offense. I think that a lot of teams in this area are just not, e- even the greats, just aren't going to know what to do with that defense. And you saw when you beat Judson, and even holding Judson to 30, impressive. So if I were going to say and make a surprise pick of, of at least a 6A team, um, that Clemens. And then at the 4A level, uh, watch out, as I said, for um yeah,
0: Navar- Navarro would Navarro, be my pick. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm I mean, out.
1: Navarro is my four A pick there, and, and watch out, Bernie Champion. So those are the four teams I'm kind of watching. Not sleeping on Judson at all, believe me. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little risk here. Me, you know. So this way, if it happens, I'm the smart you, guy. You look like
0: the smart guy, yeah, for yeah. sure. And, then, so, and if it doesn't
1: happen, then it's like, ah, oh, you know, he was just...
0: He, he, was, he was going been out on a limb. He was being cute. He was going out on a limb. Yeah. We'll break it all down for you next time on Friday Night Football Replay. Be sure to stay tuned to Ken's Five. Every night this upcoming week, we'll have plenty more high school football coverage leading up to the opening round of the Texas State Playoffs on kens 5 and kens 5com Be sure to subscribe, if you haven't already, to Friday Night Football Replay, and check out our Spurs podcast, The Big Fundamental Pod. Evan was with me this past week as we talked about uh, what's going right and what's going wrong for the San Antonio Spurs. So if you're a San Antonio sports fan, you want to be sure to subscribe to uh, both of these and make sure you're listening and staying up to date with everything going on. That's all the time we have this week. For Evan Klosky, I'm Cameron Songer. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.